Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Imagine getting the worst news ever, but embedded in it is the best news ever. Sound crazy? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about on today's edition of this podcast. We have been looking at the first 12 chapters of the book of Genesis, and we've been studying beginnings in the beginning. And in the beginning, God created man. He created Adam in his image. That means that Adam was different than the animals. Adam had the ability to logically think, rationally think. Uh, Adam had the ability to interact uh, on an intellectual level with, with God and with others. But Adam was also created sinless. And Adam and Eve had uh, not only a relationship with God, but God built in that the possibility to choose to obey Him, to choose to love Him. They were not just created puppets on a string. And the reason I know that is when God put them in the Garden of Eden, He said, there are trees here that you can eat. There's plenty of fruit. You can eat from any of the trees in the garden except this one tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You may not eat from that tree. What God was doing in His authority, in His sovereignty, in His holiness, He was creating a boundary there, and He said, you can't step across this boundary line. Adam and Eve had the choice to obey God, showing their love, stay in right relationship with God, and to willingly obey and love God. You know, as, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Adam and Eve chose to sin. They chose to eat the fruit. And that sin brought about the curse. Part of that curse was death. God said, the day that you eat this fruit, you will surely die. Now, death is separation, and so they died spiritually that day, but they, Adam died physically 930 years later, but he did die, and Eve did die. And death was brought on the human race. But not only death, but all the rest of the terrible things that the curse brought about. Uh, there's disease, there is division and hatred, and and, and there is sorrow and there is pain and, and, and on and on it goes. I don't even have to enumerate because you know, you live it, you see it, you see uh, the, uh, what seems to be innocent people, hurt, uh, suffering, uh, and, and um, on and on it goes. The consequences of sin. Adam and Eve sinned and brought about that curse. And God enumerated, he listed, he described at some level the curse to Adam and Eve. When you look at Genesis chapter 3, uh, beginning at verse 14, it says this, The Lord God said to the serpent, to Satan, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all the cattle, more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and the dust you'll eat all the days of your life. Now, there was a curse put on this reptile, this animal that Satan inhabited, but the curse was really on Satan as well. And then verse 15, I will put enmity between you and the woman, 
and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the hill. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain and childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. And so God said to the woman, you are going to experience greater pain, great pain in childbirth. Childbirth itself was not the curse, but the pain that goes with it. And he he also said, you're going to desire to rule over your husband. That's essentially what this means. You're going to always be trying to to take the, the authority in, in the home, and but the husband will rule over you, and, and that is means that the husband will tend toward despotic rule. He'll tend to overreach. He will, he will overstep his, his authority. And that uh, has gone on in marriages for thousands of years. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and... In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So there is the curse that was put on man. And basically, in all of your work, you're going to toil. It's going to be extra. Work is not the curse. Work is not the curse. God designed us to find joy and satisfaction and in, in bringing glory to Him in work. But, but it's the thorns and the thistles in our work, you know. And, and we're not, most of us are not farmers. We don't actually toil the ground, but there's plenty of thorns and thistles along the way in our work, isn't it? That by the sweat of our brow, work, there's difficulty that comes with that and so that was part part of the curse as well but um, but right in the middle of this curse I read it already verse 15 God gives the best news ever as he's giving the worst news ever he gives the best news ever and isn't that the grace and the mercy of Almighty God listen to verse 15 again he says I will put enmity between you Satan and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the hill. There is the introduction of God's rescue plan of redemption. Right in the middle of man's greatest failure, God gives in mercy and grace the greatest news ever. This is known by the scholars as the Proto-Evangelium. The Proto-Evangelium, that's just a big word that means the first gospel. Proto is first, Evangelium, gospel, or good news. This is the first mention in the Bible of of good news. God did not leave us there in eternal spiritual death. God did not leave us there with no hope. But a merciful, loving, faithful, gracious God said, here's what's going to happen. Let's just break down verse 15. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. The word enmity means actively opposed or hostile. I will put active opposition and hostility between you, Satan, and the woman. That would be Jesus and his followers, ultimately. And it goes on to say, and between your seed and her seed. Now, uh... Let's just talk uh, biology for just a moment. In the procreation process, the seed comes not from the woman, but from the man, doesn't it? And so isn't that an unusual expression there, her seed? What does that mean? Well, it is a first mention of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Isaiah seven fourteen says a virgin will conceive. 
and, and bring forth a child. Matthew 1, 22 and 23 says that this is the, when Jesus was uh, in Mary's womb, said this is the fulfillment of that passage, a scripture that was predicted 700 years before Jesus born, was born. Never before and never again in the history of the world has a virgin conceived apart from a man's seed. But, uh, but rather this virgin was overshadowed by uh, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit implanted into Mary's womb God the Son, Jesus Christ. This is a reference to the virgin birth, her seed. And it says, He will bruise you on the head and you will bruise him on the hill. Okay, so the bruising on the hill is Jesus' suffering. The, the, Satan would bruise Jesus on the hill. Now, a bruise on the hill is you can recover from it. But the Bible says that, that here that uh, he will bruise you on the head. This is Jesus crushing Satan's head. That is Satan's ultimate defeat at the cross of Calvary. That's what that is being predicted right there. Satan's defeat at the cross of Calvary. And so God is saying right there, he is predicting the coming and the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ when uh, Jesus went to the cross of Calvary, giving us hope. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad that that right there, Genesis 3.15, I want you to remember that verse. I want you to go, when you get a chance, open your Bible and mark that verse, underline it, and right beside of it, the first mention of the gospel, because here, the virgin birth of Christ is predicted, and and the death of Christ is predicted, the bruising of his heel, and the defeat of Satan is predicted, the bruising or the crushing of his head, Satan's head. Well, verse 21 here, uh, that was verse 15, and we hear all the, uh, the, the curse that God is putting, but in verse 21, it says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Now, don't skip over that lightly. That, there's, that verse packs a punch. There is some real rich material there. God made garments of skin. Do you remember back uh, in earlier verses where Adam and Eve, it's actually in verse 7 of this chapter, Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings when they realized they were naked and they were ashamed. In other words, uh, now their sin is there and they're trying to cover their sin by their own method, their fig leaves. But that wasn't adequate. But the Bible says here that God clothed them with animal skins. What, what does... What does that mean? Well, it means that, uh, that God had to kill an animal. This is the first death. First death in the book of Genesis. God killed an animal. Blood was shed. And blood has to be shed. And the blood of Jesus was shed at the cross. But this is a picture of what was to come. And this is a picture of God's provision. God's covering. It is it, God killed an animal. An animal had to die for their sins so that God could cover them with His righteousness. He covered them with animal skins. He made coats of animal skins. God's covering that was adequate versus their inadequate covering of fig leaves. And again, that is a picture of what we do. No religion of man is going to ever get to 
is ever going to get to uh, um, satisfaction on God's part. We can never satisfy God with our own efforts, with our own human efforts. There's no one ever going to be good enough in any way to uh, have a relationship with God. No one can forgive their own sin. No one can make themselves righteous and holy and perfect to be accepted by God only through what God gives for us through the cross of Calvary and His righteousness. Well, this uh, begins the story, the theme of the whole of Scripture, the thread of redemption that runs all the way through Scripture. The very theme of Scripture is uh, from Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books. It is the story of God rescuing us, of God redeeming us. Everything ties back to us. We were created in God's image, but that image was marred by sin. We see that here. But thank God for Romans 8.28 where it says that we have been predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That image can be restored and is restored in Jesus Christ. Even though created in the image of God, sinless, you know, and that, that was marred by our sin. Not only Adam and Eve's sin, but by my sin and your sin, we can have that image restored. And right now, by faith, that image is being restored and one day will ultimately be fully restored when we are face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that God is gracious and that God has given us this good news in the midst of all the bad news? Well, with that, I hope that you are blessed and you'll think about that and be encouraged in that. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.